nodding in and out of smiles like an archaeopteryx comedian. And need to stop drinking out the same water I'm puking in. Like a box of matches in a world of lighters, I'm a loser. Occasional robotic bloodhound, fully employed boozer. A story with no plot. A yeah, man. Okay. Work was. Uh, can you hear me? Like you can. You oh, can hear me and everything. Yeah. Cool. Mic, yeah. I was about to say perfect. I can hear you. Yeah, dude. Work. Uh, work is not nearly as bad this week as it was last week. We had a. Uh, corporate in town and fuck dude yeah you told me those guys go hard <laughs> they, they were just it was just stressful like fucking little thing after little thing after little thing and we had to make sure that like a hundred accounts were good and they saw like 15 of them it was like what the fuck <laughs> like it was the worst man yeah, yeah mm. you told me they go like clubbing and go to strip clubs and party all night but yeah you know, obviously now right now with with uh with covid and everything we didn't do as much we didn't even like go to dinner we just like had like beers and stuff which was cool but i mean i thought like we were gonna have to like go hard in the paint and i was like fuck that you want to <laughs> chill at the warehouse tonight or yeah what? exactly i'm like i don't want to fucking go out with you guys <laughs> guys welcome to another episode of escaping tyranny i'm joined along with a good friend of mine uh carrie tillery carrie Cheers, brother. Cheers. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, man. Mm-hmm. What about you? How's work for you right now with uh, with uh, Chevy uh, Tillery? Dude, it's or it's Tillery insane. Chevrolet. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. It's uh, it's totally insane. We're you going... pull the mic down just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We're Probably. going gangbusters right now. Really? And, yeah. Um, even with the chip shortage that's going around worldwide, we can't hang on to new cars. It's with a what shortage? The chip shortage that they program all the computers with. Every manufacturer is really? just totally screwed right now. Dude, it's so weird because, like, I was talking to someone about that. Like, if it's not in your industry, you, you just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. Like, I would have never known that until you brought that up. Yeah. Um, and the really shitty thing is, is that it's really affecting everybody, not just General Motors. Right. I mean, we are getting only like two cars a week maybe and as soon as they come off the truck they're gone yeah yeah and, it, and so that you're talking about like the chips like is it chips that just control the computer is it like a chip that's in the key what, what, no like, it's it's the chip that goes in the engine that controls all the electrical components which is more or less everything now yeah right? even a gas-powered car has all sorts of electrical components. yeah and that's what's really screwing it over right now is because cars are just one big computer yeah and when it gets up into the higher trims like the denali sierras or anything like a diesel they have two chips yeah and so yeah. we're all like great <laughs> yeah exactly that's so crazy so and then like ford's dealing with that honda's dealing with that like yeah. everyone is dealing with that right now and we're all joking because when it first happened uh dodge was still creating all their uh, ram mm -hmm. ram was still making all their trucks just without the chips the full truck and just leaving them outside of their plan and we were all joking saying that they were hoping for a massive hailstorm so they could just ride all those trucks no off. shit off <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucking funny, dude. That like that is so crazy though, because like so, I, in 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 a lot less severe of a, a form, right? Like uh, aluminum is a big shortage for a lot of people. There's inventory issues everywhere, everywhere right now. Yeah. It's fucking crazy to me. I mean, even a quart of wood is freaking gold right now. Yeah, it's dude. Isn't that like didn't uh like lumber and like. All that kind of stuff it's this like time last like year. It's like three hundred percent. It's fucking cra like overnight. It went up like two hundred percent, didn't it? Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I'm not building a house right now. It'd be a nightmare. Yeah. I'm like renting sucks. Don't get me wrong. Renting it, it, you know, it's like I'm not getting any of this money back. You know, I'm just I'm literally throwing money away just to live. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like fuck, man. Like there, it's such a, a seller's market right now. It's not even worth it. Oh, I don't yeah. feel like uh, a lot of my friends are, are, are like old enterprise friends are real estate agents now. 
there's no inventory. If there is, they're upcharging every home out there by at least like 40 grand. Wow. And they're just selling like hotcakes. Yeah. I was about to say, like, when we, so we moved, uh, we, we lived in your cousin's house, right, last year, and when we moved out, it was fucking crazy, like, it was absolutely insane, because, like, if you weren't the first bid on a house, you're, it was, it was fucked, there's not a chance in hell you were getting the house. Yeah, and that's what it was when I was buying, I bought my house last year, Yeah, and I asked my real estate agent, I said, hey, like, is there any way this lasts to the weekend, because I just want to get another look at it, she goes, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah, like seriously, so there was no washer or dryer here. We just had the hookups, right? And so I was like, we don't have a, a hookup, right? Or, or we don't have a washer or dryer. So I was like, all I asked the lady was, look, you don't have a washer or dryer. It's going to cost us to either rent it or buy new ones or whatever. Is there a possibility we can get rent down $50? And she was like, I have 19 other people behind you. If you want this house, you got to just say yes. If not, like, I'll just move on to the next person. I was like, cool, we'll find a washer or dryer. Like, we had no fucking choice. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And what are you going to do, upgrade her house so you can... Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we, like, I ended up, which was nice, is that my grandparents moved uh, from Farmington to Phoenix and they had already stuff down there. They had another house, right? So they were just trying to get completely out of Farmington. Well, they moved their own washer and dryer out of there, but they already had stuff down in Phoenix. So I asked them. They were just like, just take it. They're like, it's not even worth us trying to like sell it to you or anything. They're just like, just take it. And, and it you, fucking worked out Yeah, perfect. if you can carry it, you can have it. Yeah, ex- and it was like, the only thing it was is that we had to make a trip up to Farmington. It's yeah. like... That's a small price to pay. Yeah, especially for it's a, a fucking trip. Yeah, a fucking washer. Well, yeah, six six hours total, right? Mm. That's all we we literally went up, loaded it, uh, took the keys back to my dad's house. We got food, left. Like it was just it was a seven hour trip total. Checko and Campbell. Yep, I was about to say man. So truck. yep, freaking just loaded that bitch <laughs> up and ran home, man. I was like seven or an hour in Farmington. It was more than what I needed, dude. Fucked yeah. up, place. <laughs> <laughs> never going back. Mm-mm. It was crazy. I heard something the other day that, like, 70% of people never leave where they were, like, raised. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. I um, mean, and, you know, family ties or if it's work or anything. Right. Like, I totally get it. But And not to trash on Farmington, but, yeah. you know, I mean, what is there, really? There, there's there's really – I mean, I do have family there. And, it, and it's crazy because I do have random little ties that, you know, ground me to it a little bit. But again, like I'm going up there this weekend and I'm going to be there from Friday, like maybe noon ish until Monday, maybe noon ish. And it's like, that is way more than enough for like the next two months for me. Yeah. Like that, that's a sufficient amount of time. Going up to Farmington is like reserved for holidays. Holidays. Yeah. Or like special events. Like my cousin's graduating. So that's why I'm going up there. And it's like that, that is more than sufficient for me. Yeah, is your sister going home? or No, she's in Arizona, right? She is in Arizona, which is cool. So um, my cousin Jocelyn, uh, she, okay, so my cousin Jocelyn, her older sister, my other cousin Celeste, is who my sister Amory is living with right now. So they're all traveling tomorrow night to Farmington. So like my cousin Brian, his wife, my cousin Celeste, her husband, like they're all traveling up there. And then my sister and I think her new boyfriend. Which, like, okay. it would be the first time I've met him, which is, like, super interesting because he's a year older than me. Did uh, did she have boyfriends growing up or anything? She did. Um, I'm trying to think. So she had a boyfriend, or I'm trying to think. I think her sophomore year, she had, like, her first real boyfriend. Or, like, quote, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, high school. Right. But, like, 
my sister is like the epitome of, oh, we're dating, like, we're gonna date for a while, and I was not like that in high school, like, when I was in high school, I dated, like, I dated girls for, like, six weeks at a time, so I tell people a lot of the time, like, I didn't even really have a girlfriend in high school, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't even last that long in a relationship. At least you can say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not here. (laughs) No? Well, like, what was your, what was your, like, situation with? Oh, terrible. Like, Mm. um, well, for anyone that knows me, too, I've only had one serious girlfriend, but in high school, I was just, just like, you know, I was always just doing my thing, just yeah. golf and hanging out with the boys. I never really had that big of an interest into it. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, college also. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, I don't know. I kind of wish, like, going back, it's like, I, I don't regret who I have dated, but, like, there's some times where it's like, ah, I wish I would have just been single. But you don't think about that, like, you know what I mean? When you're in a relationship, oh, it's like, not. everything is like, you know, burritos and strippers, man. It's fucking beautiful, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> unicorns and rainbows and butterflies. It's, everything's fucking fantastic. And then, like, you look back at it and you're like, fuck, man, what if what if I didn't, you know? Yeah. And. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, whatever it happens, happens. It's a part of life. Yeah. Yeah. My sister, though, like, in high school, she did, she, like, so she would date a guy for, like, a year. And then, you know, a year later, all of a sudden, she dated another guy for, like, okay, two years. This isn't anything, like, new to you, though, that now she has a boyfriend. No, Okay. No. I was going to ask, because that would have been some pretty uh, some pretty cool content. If, right? Yeah. I was about to say, interview my sister's boyfriend just for, like, <laughs> kicks and giggles. <laughs> Be like, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Tierney. Uh, let's go into my room. Let's do a podcast right yeah. quick. I'm going to grill the yeah. shit out of you. I just you. want you to know, and if this makes you uncomfortable good but whatever you do to my sister i'm doing to you so fucking think of that <laughs> he doesn't look at my sister the rest of the weekend <laughs> mm. no it, it sounds like he's a good guy and like i really i'm never i've never been like the uh protective uh older brother and stuff because ultimately my sister's a strong person you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't i don't think like i have to like protect her or anything like that now if anything came down to it, yeah, like, I would be fucking pissed, and, you know, I, I would lay down the law, right? Dude, but, my sister is the complete opposite. Like, really? Like, any three of us, uh, for anybody that doesn't know us, my brothers and I are triplets. Perfect. Uh, my sister's a, a psycho. Yeah? But in a loving way, she will just investigate everything she possibly can. She yeah. will stalk this person. Yeah. And then, most of the time, my sister, well, my sister, I love you, but... <laughs> it's a global audience, dude. I guarantee she's yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah. But, oh my god, you hate everybody. Yeah? Like, I, we could bring home the perfect girl, and she's like, mm, no. Mm. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Um, She has really high standards. God damn it, these fucking headphones. Sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know if she just doesn't think that somebody's, like, too good for us, but, I mean, she will find something to hate about somebody. Really? Yeah. And it's everything, like, nitpicky and stuff? Very much so. That's one thing I think that, like, my family is, like, pretty good about, is everyone can kind of, you know, accept people. It's so weird. So, literally, like, our whole family, it it comes down to, like, a yes or no, ultimately, which is weird. Like... It shouldn't be that way. It should be, you know, oh, like, she's this or this or whatever. I don't like this about her, but it is what it is. Like, that that's how I, I judge everyone, right, mm-hmm. in our in our um, families, like, relationships, whether it be my cousins or my mom or my dad or whatever it may be. Like, 
I ultimately am like, I like this about them. I don't like this about them. That's it. That's, that's, and it, and it shouldn't be like a yes or a no at the end of the day, in, in my opinion. And I've always been asked, like, do you like him? Do you not like him? I'm like, yeah, I like him. I, I, it's hard for me not to get along with people. You know what I mean? Especially that's if you're true. trying to like come into our family, you're trying to put on your best anyway. And usually I just accept that. I'm like, cool. I accept you. And my other like family, it's like, yeah, I really like that girl, but uh, I didn't, I didn't think she was the one for you. And it's like, I, I hear that, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why, why did I just now hear about this? No, and I'm the same way with you. Like, I'll take you know whatever it is that person is, and yeah. that's who they are. I'm not gonna try and change that. Right. As long as whoever they're dating, the person that I care about, yeah. is happy. That's yeah. great. Yeah, and and like. My only stipulation has ever been, and it's the weirdest thing, right? And it, and it shouldn't be this. My only stipulation ever has been, if you don't give my family members shit, it, it, fuck you. Like, you're hiding something. Oh, so basically, no one's that they're cool. too respectful. Uh, pretty much. Like, and it's not like, respect is one thing, but it's like, if you just let people walk over you, like, don't let my family walk over you. Mm-hmm. And, and also, like, if we give you shit, give shit back, man. Like... And that's that goes with like our friend group, right? You know oh, that just yeah, as much. It's like, terrible. yeah, if if you don't give shit back, it's like you're hiding something. You're like that. That's the way I look at it. It's it's like toxic love. Yeah, <laughs> it, it and it's like that. Those are the people that end up on like Snapped, right? Or like fucking greedy uh, ex wives or whatever. Like those TV shows where oh, like yeah. the husband goes missing. It's like, yeah, it's she was quote unquote too perfect the whole fucking time. Yeah, it's like, you're like, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. There's something there, and I'm See? going to find it. <laughs> yes, and it's like, I don't like that. Like, what the fuck are you hiding? Like, I don't fucking like that shit at all. <laughs> and that sounds so fucking bad, but it's true, man. I fucking hate that shit. What is the, what is the dating scene looking like for you for right now? Oh, it's... Looking like for you right now. Jesus Christ. I will learn to talk sometime. It's essentially non-existent, mm-hmm. um, which is fine for me. Uh, I work a lot. Yeah. And it's obviously something I care about deeply. Yeah. And if somebody's like, dude, you don't, you work too much, you got late nights. I mean, that's something I grew up with. I mean, my dad, obviously, he was the owner, president of a car dealership. Yeah. When I was a kid, he didn't show up, you know, he was coming home late mm-hmm. all the time and he'd like miss dinner and that's fine. Like, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And this is something that I want to do and I'm yeah. choosing to do it. So if you're not okay with that, that's fine with me. Yeah. And I'm not a, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm very emotional. You know, know that you know that, but I'm yeah. not clingy. Like I don't need constant attention. Right. So, you know, whatever, whatever comes my way, it's, it's cool for me. And yeah. And plus, I got my dog now. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, I got you, something that's actually got happy companion. when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> for anybody listening right now, Carrie did. Uh, essentially, you just came straight from work. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you stopped somewhere to get some paper signed, but essentially you came straight from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I came uh, came back into town. I went and met my customer. We signed some papers, and I said, I'm on my way. Yeah, so I mean, like, so Kerry came straight from work. He's wearing a Tillery hat, Tillery shirt. It's like, I think that's something I guess I never really put into perspective, right, is that you're like, oh, I really do care about this, but you are a hardworking person. I don't – it wasn't that before, or, or – what am I trying to say? I'm not saying that you weren't hardworking before. Yeah. My point being is that you care about what's going on. Jesus Christ. Um, you care about what's going on right now because you have your last name on your chest. I'm sure that like comes with a huge amount of significance for you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really great. Um, actually, when I'm at work, like in my emails or anything like that, like I don't ever really introduce myself as Carrie Tillery because I don't want people to like kind of think – 
that it comes with a certain stigma. Right. I'll let them figure it out for my, for themselves. Like at my desk, I have my name above my above my desk, and then on my emails, I'll sign it like Carrie Tillery. But I said, hey, this is Carrie, your sales consultant. Right. Like I'm not just throwing like, hey, my family owns this place. I'm not doing that. Right. And right. actually, I, I don't. I I think my owners, my my aunt and uncle, they they really want me to. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want it to seem like, hey, you need to listen to what I say because this is who I am. Right. I want you to listen to what I'm saying because you can trust me. I'm knowledgeable. I want you to have a good time when you're here. Yeah. You know, and let, let my personality really speak for what I'm trying to say. That's fucking scary. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but no that's, that, that is terrifying. No, actually. but I mean, like, that's so good, though, because, like, I'm sure there's another kid, some other state, whatever you know, whether that be a dealership or whatever it may be, but they still have like the opposite reaction to you, right? Like they have the opposite thought process. They're just like, oh, this is my dad's business. This is, you know, and fuck you if you think anything else, because like, you know, I grew up with this shit handed to me. Yeah. And, um, that was actually something I really always commended my family for was when we graduated, it wasn't, Hey, you done got your degree. Let's go. And it right. was the same for Travis, um, my cousin, of course yeah. you know him. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to work for somebody else and become a part of management with mm-hmm. somebody else before they allowed us to come in. Gotcha. So, and, and with my coworkers too, we're all super cool. I'm fairly convinced that we have the youngest sales team in the nation. We got a 22-year-old, yeah. a 26-year-old, a 30-year-old, and a 24-year-old. Yep. I'm like, we're all really cool with each other. It's just like, you know, kind of back at the frat house, but a little bit, you know, yeah. more professional. Yeah. Um, and we all talk shit to each other and give each other a hard time. And, and Travis and I do not ever pull the Tillery card. It's like, you, you know. You can't. Mm-mm. You fucking can't, dude. Could oh, you imagine? No. Like, you just you just ruin that relationship so much, like, just, just by pulling that out. Yeah, it's like, hey, that's my name. Fuck you. Listen to me. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, yeah. And, and, and I don't ever see you doing that. Travis on the other hand. No, <laughs> yeah, I was about no, to say it. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't see that coming from you, like, just to, to flaunt that out there. That's just so, that's so bizarre. And I don't understand that entitlement that, like, some people have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it, it might be something with the upbringing or, or whatever. It's not like we were all driving Camaro SSs. Actually, this is a really bad point because I had a Camaro in college, <laughs> but... <laughs> I was just about to say, I was like, motherfucker. Dude, so one of my favorite stories that I have of you, and uh, it wasn't, which we have a lot of fucking crazy stories, right? We were in the same fraternity. A lot of guys that were in the fraternity have been on this podcast, so I'm sure some people are fucking sick of hearing about it. But one of my favorite stories of you was, uh, it was like, I don't know, maybe like 9.05, and I was like kind of running late, and you're like, oh, do you want to ride to class? And I was like, oh, yeah, fucking sounds awesome. Well, the frat house was not that far from like Corbett, right? Like the, oh God, no. you, you know, the um, student union building, and like that essentially, even though it's kind of like the top of campus, that's not that far from like most of yeah, it's like, like the campus. Hub. Yeah, and and you can get to any class from Corbett within, I would say, fifteen minute walk, easily, right? Yeah. The the horseshoe might be a stretch, but that's about it. Like that's that is gonna be your farthest yeah, walk, the I think. Building. Yeah, you're 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 still gonna make it pretty pretty easily well we were still like i don't know if i god dude i don't understand what's going on with these headphones right now it's fucking wild it's just ringing <laughs> like i hope it's not picking up this in the recording it might but fuck it um anywho so yeah like the frat house was maybe a five minute walk from corbett yeah the only thing that was like kind of in between us was like a parking lot 
the, the soft, baseball field. And the baseball softball fields, right? They're right there. Or, or, or yeah, the baseball field. Mm-hmm. And then the practice baseball field. So, Carrie's like, hey, do you want to ride to class? I was like, sure. We go, essentially, around the house and park at the end of the practice baseball field. I'm like, you saved me no fucking time. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> you saved me a 30-second walk, but from the time it took you to shuffle your keys, get in the car, go around the fucking building, it would have been nothing. It's the gesture. I appreciate it, but I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. We're Aggies. We're not the smartest people on earth. We, that fuck you. You fucking, (laughs) I thought you were going to take me like closer to fucking campus. We we were right. Like even then it it wasn't that far of a walk. And I still reason for that though. I have no, I I know you didn't have like the The commuter parking. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay, so in all reality, we can either park there by the baseball fields, mm-hmm. or we can go to that parking lot that's just outside of the uh, the rec center. Yeah. So and it's a matter of 40 feet in yeah. between of what we... And why I was wish I driving? I don't fucking know. That's what I was like. <laughs> See, right now, you're like, why the fuck did I even do that? I'm like, I have no clue why we fucking did that, because I was like, we... we literally like went around the building and that was pretty much it and i was like why the fuck did carrie offer me a ride and i was like okay thanks and then like i don't know like i think you were like oh like let me know if you want to ride back after class i'm like it's 20 more feet to go in the fucking back door of the house yeah i don't know man what are some fucking memories you have of college that are just like that stick out to you uh well, to be totally honest, I thought you were going to talk about something else. Okay, uh, let me I know. Thought, I thought you <laughs> not my proudest. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about my senior year when we were playing uh, indoor soccer, and I punched the oh, goalpost. Oh, dude, that was, <laughs> that's still one of my favorite fucking memories. Carrie is so, one of the more competitive people I know. Go uh, ahead. More competitive? More competitive. Not, not, not the most? May, I mean, maybe, but, it, <laughs> and then, like, but it's so weird at what you're competitive at. Like, just fucking everything. And I'm cool. like... Bro, we are flipping a coin. It's okay. <laughs> like, Jesus. I came up heads. It's a 50-50, dude. You know what I think I can really contribute my ultimate, like, competitiveness to is the fact that Chris, Kyle, and I are triplets. Yeah. And I was always the smallest. Yeah. And, and so I think that's what it is, is because literally everything we did mm-hmm. was a competition. Yeah. And I hate losing just as much as I love winning. Yeah. Uh... So we were playing indoor soccer my senior year, and nobody had scored on me the entire season. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying Let's I'm not saying okay. Not, okay, hold on. Let okay, me go ahead. This. Go ahead. It's not because I'm the best goalkeeper on the face of the earth. It's also because we had two British kids on our team, yeah. and soccer they were is, lights out. Yeah, it's it, you know. Yeah, they're it, great. It, it's like on kicking and screaming when they like pass it to the Italians. <laughs> yeah, give it to the Italians. Like, give it to the British kids. Yeah, exactly. It was, but but let's also go back. The entire season at this point it was, was like six games. Okay, I'm like, let's also not make it seem like you were like 22 games in and like no one had scored on you. Uh, we were in the championship game, mm. and they had scored. And the thing that pissed me off the most. Honestly, I was okay with getting scored on. We were up like five to nothing. I was yeah. like, okay, there's no way I'm going to throw this whole game because of one goal. Right. It was and I love you to death, Mondo, but I hate <laughs> you so much. Is He's on the sidelines <laughs> screaming out that Kerry sucks and somehow got the whole <laughs> chant going that I just got so mad at myself that I just... <laughs> 
punch the goal post. And I'm wearing these goalie gloves, right? Mm-hmm. They're padded. I was like, oh, this will be fine. It's just going to show I'm angry. There's no consequences at all. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't move my hand for like three weeks. Dude, I remember uh, for, yeah, at least two weeks after, every time you would like dab someone up. Because you, okay, you and Nate Sanchez have like the strongest, <laughs> most like fucking Asperger grip of all okay. time. I was like, going to say enthusiastic, but okay. Most enthusiastic, sure. <laughs> fucking, oh, dude, just just the most like, uh, what is it, Lenny from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> like the fucking strongest <laughs> grip of all time. Just like to dap and like hug people. And it's like, fuck, do you catch people off guard how like aggressive and enthusiastic you are? Fucking, I remember like I would like go to dap you up and you're used to just like fucking coming in and like bringing it tight and Every time you would wince in pain. Every oh, fucking dude. time. Dude, that hurt. Oh, yeah. I had my B-Law midterm, like, two days after that, and I showed Dr. Holt my hand, and mm-hmm. like, it was shaking, and it was all purple, and I'm like, is there any way I can type this, please? Yeah. He's like, no, sir, that is an unfair advantage. I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? I'm like, I'm not going to finish with my right. He's like, right left-handed. I'm like, fuck. If, if you can't read it, does that mean I pass? <laughs> yeah, dude, that is so dumb. It's like, oh, it's an unfair advantage. It's like, yeah, that's also an unfair disadvantage. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, hey. why would you not let me type this? Lawyers. Dude, fucking dumb. If you ever had him, though, super cool guy outside of that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Holt, I'm trying to think. I, I don't think I had him for any classes. I don't think I did. I may have. I'm not sure. Oh, you were business, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Until midway through my sophomore year. Oh, yeah. He was, um, so that was, that's a senior year class. Oh, okay. So, then, yeah. yeah. He, he didn't teach any, like, lower level stuff, though? No, no, no. He was purely, like, 300 and 400 level classes. Gotcha. I was like, that's a fucking good schedule. Because, like, those, uh, what, what's the word? Like, those uh, prereqs and stuff? Yeah. Oh, my God. Those have to suck so bad. Dealing with, like, 75 fucking assholes who are just oh, like, dude, yeah, terrible. oh, dude, I didn't turn this in on time because, like, my dog fucking fell asleep on my lap and I wasn't going to wake him up. It's like, fuck you, dude. I mean, and more than likely, half those kids are going to change out of that college to begin with. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, I hated the business college and... The reason why is because I always felt like I was just like a pissant to every like to everybody the fucking advisors the te- like everybody just fucking was like oh you're just a, a shithead like freshman which yeah kind of sort of makes sense right like, there's so many fucking people that go through the business college they yeah. have to weed them out at some fucking point like well yeah I tried being in class with Izzy and other people and then there's Mondo and I like we're hey. here too yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Dude, I fucking, well, and then the funny part was, is I don't know if I ever told you this, but uh, my sophomore year, my my first semester, I was failing um, managerial accounting. So I'd already taken financial, passed mm-hmm. with a B, everything was fine, but I was like on the brink of failing that too. I fucking got into managerial accounting and I had like a 60 in there, like come like the last exam. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, I have to keep the lottery. Found out that I could go into HRTM, be in the ag college, get a D in accounting, but still keep, and, and that was considered passing. Mm-hmm. In the business college, it wasn't considered passing if you had a D. You had to have a C in, like, or, or you had, yeah, in that yeah. class, you had to have a C. Because it's in your college. It's in your college, right. And the ag school was like, it's not in our college, you can keep it and you're fine. Well, <clears throat> I like take the final exam. And I fucking bomb the final exam. I ended up like 
they they put in the final or, or they put in the grade in Canvas, but it wasn't the final grade. And I got like a, a 58 on it. And my final grade in there before the final grades came out was like a 59. And I was like, are you fucking serious? I was like, I just changed my whole degree in order to like keep my scholarship. And then it's not going to like pan out. And then I ended up getting a B in it. They just fucking, yeah, they rounded my shit. I was like, did they fucking do that to everybody? And I never said anything. I was like, fuck it. And then I was like, and then it kind of came down to it. I was like, all right, well, let's kind of see what happened. And I ended up loving hotel, restaurant, and tourism management. Kind of worked out. I don't know. It was yeah. fucking bizarre. Well, yeah, and that's great. Um, I have a similar story with, uh, with my business calc class. I took it the second semester of my freshman year, which for some unknown reason I tested out of like math appreciation or something. I was like, I didn't yeah. know that because math is by far my worst. Really? Oh, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. And, um, fucking go to Tillery GMC guys. That's what the, that's what this podcast is for. Hey, that's, yeah, <laughs> sponsored. That's what we've got computers for, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, go ahead. I took it my second semester freshman year, which mm-hmm. normally you take it your first semester sophomore year. Um, and it was terrible. I had a terrible teacher. She had this terrible, nervous laugh at the end of every sentence. Like, oh. she's like, you can see the derivative of this one. Is this? Ah. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, it's, like, creepy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought she was going to murder the whole class. But um, I had a 62 in that class going into the final. Yep. And I checked the catalog year, which since I was a semester early was a different catalog that, year. That's the thing you have to check too. Like, oh my god, you're right. I sorry, I just had like a Vietnam flashback. Is like, <laughs> yeah, like you fucking look at the catalog year of like the current school year, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh cool, like I'm fine. It's like, no, 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 you joined this catalog year. Yeah. It's like that doesn't fucking count. It's like, are you fucking serious? So that catalog year was the last year that business majors could get a D in business calc and move on. Yeah. So you remember the what if button on Canvas? Yep. Love the, that like, cause you, Yeah, because you could put in your fucking grades. Like, you could put, like... <laughs> what that, if I got a 50 on this? What would it do to my grade? That was my favorite was, like, uh, when you would look on Canvas and you would start plugging in, you know, if you had an A, if you had, like, a 100 in a class, like, in, like, late November, like, Thanksgiving break, mm-hmm. you started just plugging in zeros. It's like, if I don't do anything in this class, the rest of the time can i yeah. still pass real overachievers here yeah no 100 percent, dude <laughs> i was uh my freshman year it was strictly just fuck it like or, or my first semester it was like get the highest grades possible after that it was fucking graduate like that's all i fucking wanted at that point i hated college i hated school i should say go ahead yeah. sorry so college so, is great school sucks exactly so okay so you're playing the what if game yeah I needed a 42 on the final to get a D. Yep. And I walked out of that final, and I was like, there is no earthly way I got a 42 on that Isn't exam. that the worst fucking feeling? Oh, You're I, like, it you need, pure... you need, like, one of the worst fucking grades of all time. Like, you, you, like, you go into, like, an all, like, guessing fucking final. You don't have to write anything. It's all multiple choice. Dude, and you're like, so I need, I need a 40. You're like, I need, I don't even need to, like, be half correct. Yeah. I need fucking four out of ten. Because you're sitting there trying to remember everything you learned, and you're like, okay, I know that one's not right now. I got a one in three shot. Yep. Okay. Yep. I can work with this. Yep. I I got a 45 on the final, and I was at home, I was just like, holy shit. Yep. My fresh, okay, so my second semester freshman year, um, my first semester, I didn't have a car, I wasn't in the fraternity, I didn't have a job. 
I, I essentially had no responsibility whatsoever. Just go to school. Yeah. Like, go, go to class. Go to class. That was it. That was all I had to fucking do. Go to class, get good grades, that's it. Like, when you have nothing else in life right there, like, yeah, you should. I, I had almost a 3-5 my, my first semester. Mm-hmm. Then And then you met us. And then I met <laughs> Lambda Cat, baby. No, so there was a combination of things. I had a car, which, like, didn't help. It wasn't, like, a bad thing. It's just, okay, I had a car. I had to have a job, like, I, in order to keep the car, right? Mm-hmm. Had to have a job, and then I had to have a job to pay for the fraternity. So it, it was all kind of... Mixed. Or, or two ninety five a semester, <laughs> yeah, or or what whatever it may be. Yeah. Right? Um. So I had like right. So I had to have a job, in order to be in the fraternity. In order to be in the fraternity, had to have a job, had to have a car to get to that job. So it's like I had all of that. I took um, macroeconomics, loved it. Took um, stats, hated it. Right. And then I had financial accounting. Meh. Fucking, I hated. All three of those. I we, we come back from spring break. I'm playing basketball at the church that I worked at, at University Church of Christ. And I'm, I'm playing basketball, and our team is off right now because, you know, these other two beat us or whatever. So, so we're just sitting on the side. And I get a notification of our second exam for financial accounting. The first exam – or no, no, sorry, third exam. First exam, I got a, I think, 80. But it was all just like a recap of math. Second exam, I got like a 60. And I'm like, okay, not great, not ideal, but whatever. Third exam, I get a 33%. And I've not done all the homework. I have not attended every class. So, and that, and that kind of, you know, goes hand in hand why I got a yeah. shit grade. Yeah, exactly. I had like a 67 in that class. And I really hadn't paid attention to my grades. I just was like, oh, okay, just going through school, everything's going to be fine. I was failing stats. Like, not, didn't have a D. I had an F. I had like a 55% in there. And I was like, what the fuck? And then macroeconomics, we had like seven homework assignments and three exams, and then the final. So it was like not many chances to like bring your grade up. And like not even attendance. So I was just, I was like looking at that. And then macro, I was also failing, but I had like a 65 in there. I had like 65 in... in, Yeah, salvageable. Right. In, In that and accounting, but also like a 55 in stats. I was like, I have three failing grades. I was like, I'm going to go back to Farmington and go in the fucking oil field. Like, that's the only thing that kept going, like, in my head. And I'm like, my parents are going to fucking kill me. My my mom, going through college, had my sister and I. Like, she's not going to understand, like, oh, I'm having a hard time in school. Like, she's going to be like, fuck you, dude. Figure it the fuck out. Dude, I, like, buckled down. I needed, and then I found out in macro, I needed a 75 on that final. And, and like, when you need a 75 on a final to pass the class... That's a whole new game right that's there. A, that that's a that's a motherfucker time. Dude, I missed <clears throat> one question on the exam. I had a 96 on hey, that yo. final. I was like, "Let's fucking go." <laughs> like, and then I ended up passing fucking stats, which I was I had a 55 like I said. I ended up getting a B in there. And then I have no clue, dude. How are you gaining like 30 points? Dude, I like I buckled down it like a motherfucker. That was the only one that like I still had extra assignments. I had another exam and then the final. Like I knew there was like extra stuff that was still going to happen in that class that I could, like, rebound. Mm. Dude, that was the most stressful, like, three and a half, four weeks of my life. Like, I was like, oh my god. And, you know, in the fraternity, you needed a 2-5, but also to keep the lottery, you needed a 2-5. Like, there's just all these things that, like, I was just like, dude, I'm going to have to move back to fucking Oh, that was different for you. Um, Because, for us, we were the last year that you could have a 2-0. Oh, 
and shit. get the lottery. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, for us, yeah, you had to have a two five, and like, dude, which is bullshit now because now you don't even have to go your freshman year. What? Yeah, you can take a gap year and get the lottery. Yeah. Bullshit, right? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that was like an added incentive. And then you never even got it your first semester. No, no, you got the bridge scholarship. Which, like, the bridge was fucking bullshit. The bridge yeah. was like nothing. I think you had to get, like, a 2-5. And then, yeah. it, well, what kind of incentive is that? You get a 2-5 to get the lottery. And, yep. well, for mine, it was you had to keep a 2.0. Yeah. They just figure that second semester of your freshman year is a real tester or what? Yeah, sure. I was about to say. And, like, it, but it, the nice part was you only needed to keep a cumulative 2-5. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you do well your first semester, you're you're pretty much set. Dude, I never got above a 3-0 after that first semester. That first semester had a 3-4, like a 3-4-9. Every semester, like, that second semester was the best semester I had after that and it was like a 2-9 and then my last semester senior year had like a 2-8 yeah. are you still coaching uh wrestling Mm-mm. no the big thing they're they're going on right now so like with the job that i have right now i i can't dictate my hours as much as i could before and before i was still kind of sort of like sneaking like mm. my time so like i could get done by three but i was still like cutting like an hour out of my day and that like it, it also sucked doing that, but, like, right now, if I did that, dude, I, I would be in so much trouble. Like, oh, yeah. There's no fucking way. But, I I mean, I miss doing it, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Have I, you ever thought about, like, coaching or anything? Uh, well, I mean, that's what I did a lot when I was, um, my first two years when I was in the PGA was oh, yeah. a lot of, um, a lot of teaching. Mm-hmm. I despise it. Yeah. Um, and it's not, like, so, like, when I, could, when I was teaching and doing lessons with the men, it was terrible. Yeah, they were all watching the golf channel and saying, thinking that they can watch something on TV and fix yeah. their swing. Um, the coaching the women is a piece of cake. Really, honestly, just gossip with them a little bit, like plant a little idea of like a minor swing change, and it was it was pretty good. Something I like realized, like in you know, because I, I coach wrestling a little little different pace and stuff. Yeah, what you're doing with the swing, right? Mm-hmm. But the the concept of like mechanics still kind of go hand in hand with both, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Maybe not the most similarities between the sports, but mechanics, right? And like technique, technique in wrestling is everything. And and for golf, it's the same thing, right? Like if you can be consistent with a smooth swing, you're going to be successful. And I feel like women generally are better at that in like, Especially like swallowing their pride. Yeah, men they're don't. way more receptive, and it's yeah, you're totally right. Re- receptive, a hundred percent, and I, I think I was, you're a hundred percent right on that, and I don't disagree. The, the, I guess what I was gearing towards was like even getting out on the course, and like guys are like, oh, it's two ninety five to the pin, and like I'm, and I have to go over water. Send fu- it. Yeah, exactly. Like fucking go for it, right? Like, oh, I can fucking do this, and like women generally i feel are like let me play the best statistical shot or like oh, yeah. let, or, or you know like oh i know my capabilities i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do something that's gonna jeopardize it and like make it less fun for me yeah i feel like generally women are so much more of like oh like you know what's going on right it, it, i guess it's the same thing of like a mechanic like men are like i know what's wrong with my car oh yeah and women are like well this I guy told every me. day yeah and like and women are like oh he told me what's wrong with the car 
he he probably knows best. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll take his advice. Oh yeah, and you're and you're totally right with that. I mean, like my mom plays. Yeah. Kyle and I play. Right. And it's the exact same thing. I'm like, I need to carry this ball 260 yards into a headwind that's probably a two-club wind. Yeah. And the green is 35 feet in the air. Yep. Yeah, I got this. Yeah, I'm doing it. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to show the fucking win. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Mo- you, Mother Nature. Yeah, exactly. Mother Nature <laughs> doesn't have shit on this, dude. And my mom's just like, oh, now I'll just lay up at the bottom of the hill, chip up. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. And probably and probably and probably save a stroke, right? Like probably more than likely. Yeah, probably save that stroke yeah. in between. And I feel like guys, like and okay, one of the one of the, my favorite things I ever got in wrestling was this. That's not what my youth coach taught me. And I'm like, I wanted to be like your youth coach wrestled JV all through high school, <laughs> fucking taught or coached youth because there was no one else yeah. fucking available. If you can't do, teach yeah, exactly. And I was like, I'm willing to bet your youth coach doesn't know what the fuck I know and it wasn't like I don't even have that much experience in wrestling I really don't but I know fucking basic technique I know basics like kids like talking about like oh if you roll over your own back and and you do this fucking gator roll and do that I'm like no like don't fucking do that (laughs) like like kids get their ass kicked and then they see it work one time against a really shitty wrestler works one fucking time and you're like and they're like, see, coach, I tell you. And I'm like, yeah, dude, fucking do it every time. And they do it ten more times and finally realize it doesn't fucking work. Well, it's like, did you ever, um, did you play baseball when, we, when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Jeter just pulled that random jump throw move? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And how many times did we all do that? Oh, all the fucking time. Exactly. Or, or, or like uh, Kobe with like the fadeaway, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, oh, you airball it 9.5 times out of 10. Yeah. And then, and, but you're like, oh, I can fucking do it. Mm-hmm. You hit it one time and it's like, oh, it's fucking, it's automatic. Yeah. I can do it automatic. It's exactly. fine. And I fucking hate like when, when kids would do shit. It's like, <clears throat> and the, the, the worst thing when coaching was when kids would do shit and it fucking worked. Yeah, because now they're all doing it. Yeah, they're like, they're like, see, coach. I'm like, fuck yeah. It's okay. gonna, it's gonna be our signature move as a team, coach. It's like, fuck. They're dude. gonna be watching film about us and say, watch out for the gator roll. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> that's not what. Fuck. Okay, like there was one time we were. It, it, my favorite thing was like when kids would like talk back to me or like, because I, I didn't handle it like a normal coach and I, I never like I, I snapped, but it was never like. Uh, like, discipline the kid right away or all that kind of stuff. I would just make fun of you. I would just fucking flat out make fun of you. So there's this one kid before a tournament. Um, and if you're watching or what, or sorry, if you're watching, Jesus Christ. If you're listening, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But a single leg, essentially, you have two ways to hold a leg when you shoot, right? You can either hold it behind you, essentially, where it's, like, on your back, but your, like, arm is still under it. Yeah. Like or, a right. Or you can hold it, like, under your armpit, but, it, like, the leg is, like, along your chest, right? That's what they call inside. Take the leg inside. And the reason why is because then you are on the, quote-unquote, backside of the wrestler. What that means is, like, you just have control. If you put it on your backside and, like, they, they just have everything to defend. It's like they, they have everything in front of them. So you always tell kids, put that to the inside, put that to the inside. Well, I'm telling this kid, I'm like, hey, man. I was like, we're just warming up for a tournament. Right, and he's a senior. I'm a new coach at El Dorado. He has no fucking clue, right? I'm like, hey, clear that to the inside. He looks at me and goes, he's like, yeah, I'm just used to it this way. And I'm like, yeah, you're used to losing matches too, so go ahead, fuck it. And like, the head coach looks at me and he's like, bro, you can't fucking say that. <laughs> I mean, in all reality, you're talking to somebody who's what only four or five years younger than really you. not that much younger. Yeah, than exactly. You. I mean, it's not like- and, and it's and that's the thing too is like it's tough 
for those kids, right? Because they look at you like, oh, you're a peer. It's like they don't really look at you like, oh, this is coach or the yeah. So I mean, yeah, I'm not that much older. Was than this he guy. like the one spot? No, oh, like okay. like or, yeah, like he was not like a shining athlete. So that's what I like also didn't understand. Okay. Which which that's the thing too is I would tell him things not to do, and he would do things that I told him not to do, and they would work. So he would like it was constantly like. Oh, Coach Daly has no idea. And then, like, the previous coach would tell, like, certain stuff or whatever, and which was fine. That's all fine. I don't care. But it's like, dude, I have your best interest in mind. And that's what kids, like, don't see right away, which uh, I, I've told a lot of people is when you coach, your big thing is you have to care about them so much that you can't care if they hate you. Yeah. Like, like, you really can't. And, and it sounds so weird, but, like, if I care about what you think of me, I care about me, but if I care so much about you that like, if you hate me after practice, so fucking be it. I'm trying to help you get better. Well, it's like when you first enter like a coaching position, Mm -hmm. no one's going to listen to you. No, no. You're going to need somebody like it's, it's going to be over time and it's going to be like, you need to trust me. We're going to practice and practice and practice this and it will work. Right. But getting through that first wall. Oh dude. Is it's crucial. I coached at uh, Centennial, um, my senior year of college. Okay. Down in Las Cruces. And I came in and the, and it wasn't that like I nitpicked, um, moves or, or told kids they had to run faster or like, you know, all, I, I was always motivating, but there were things that I didn't put up with. One of the big things, kids fucking hated it and they, oh my God, they still fucking hate it. If you ask them now, if they bend over, put their hands on their knees, I'm like, you don't, you don't get to lean. Like, you don't get to lean on anything. You don't get to lean on anyone. I was like, in any time any kid put their hands on their knees, I would make the whole team do push-ups. And not just push-ups, but I would have my hand in the air, right? Like, hand raised, like I'm going to ask the teacher a question. Have my hand in the air, and I'm like, we're just doing five push-ups. Because the coach, the head coach at the time, he would say, all right, everyone do 100 push-ups. If someone tells you to do 100 push-ups, you're going to fucking do, like, 20 and, like, wait till the fucking guy next to you quits. <laughs> and you're like, oh, 9900. Like, none of those kids ever did that many push-ups. So what I did, I was like, we're just doing five. And I would say, you go down when my hand goes down, right? So I have my hand raised, like, I'm, I'm asking the teacher a question. I put my hand down, and that's one. So, I, and, like, while I'm doing it, I'm like, down down, moving my hand down, and then I would not move my hand down and go, down. And all of them would go. I'm like, we're starting <laughs> over. And so, like, five push-ups turned into, like, 30 real quick, because kids wouldn't, like, lit, like look up or whatever, and they would get so pissed off. And it's like, alright, now stand up. And then all of a sudden, like, there, there was one practice that we ended up doing that, like, routine probably, like, ten times. And kids were getting fucking oh, furious. And that's the thing is like, if Tony, one kid, you fucking idiot. Exactly, dude. That was happening. And like every kid knew by like the end of that practice, like I'm not bending over. It's not worth it. It's not fucking. And like, and that was the thing is that then we would get in matches and kids wouldn't bend over. They wouldn't stand and put their like oh God, hands on knees. Beat it into them. But that's the thing, right? Like if you and I were to wrestle, you know, and, and it wouldn't and end well. Let's me. just say we're both equal competition, right? Okay. And all of a sudden, I get to the end of the, the first period. Not the second period. There's three periods total. If I put my hands on my knees... You're gassed. Exactly. Like, that's what you're thinking right <laughs> away. And so that was, like... I would just drill that in. And kids fucking hated it and hated me. Like... And I, and I had to fucking battle through that. I couldn't, like, give leeway or be like, Oh, why do these kids hate me? It's like, I had to fucking battle through that. So I gotta ask you a question. Mm-hmm. How do you... Or does a kid... Mm-hmm. however old you are, get yeah. into wrestling. Because, like, 
like for you know football, baseball, mm-hmm. soccer, golf, almost any sport, even swimming for crying out loud. Right. There's Michael Phelps. There's Tiger Woods. There's there's right. Tom Brady. Right. Everyone on right. earth. Me personally, I cannot name a single wrestler. How do you get into wrestling? It, same thing as like every other sport. There's like there's youth. Um, you know there there there's um, youth programs here in Albuquerque. It's a little bit uh, tougher. The big um, the big thing is is like usually they're ran by like high schools. Um, and actually, I shouldn't say it's tougher here in Albuquerque. They have like gyms that are dedicated towards wrestling. Yeah, we have one and, in La Cueva. Yeah, well, right, like um, that. That's what I was talking about with like high schools. But there's also like gyms that are dedicated to wrestling, like uh, like CrossFit. Okay. You know, and so you have like the wrestling club 505, and then you have like the New Mexico Wrestling Junior Association and stuff. Like, you have separate clubs that like these private own owners own mats and then they have like their own teams and so there, there's different ways to get into it but like yes like La Cueva or El Dorado and Sandia like they all have their own youth programs essentially kind of the same way like Yapple runs okay and so now like you have like the Iowa's or the Pennsylvania's or the New Jersey's of the world where it's more popular there than probably soccer or it's more popular than maybe youth basketball or, or whatever the case may be, right? Just because those areas have produced so many, like, great wrestlers. New Mexico hasn't really produced, like, a fantastic wrestler. They've produced great fighters in, like, Holly Holmes and yeah. uh, John Jones and stuff like that. But they haven't really produced, like, a high-level wrestler. Like, uh, Iowa has Dan Gable, where he won multiple national championships as a wrestler. He won an Olympic gold medal. Also coached, like, 17 national championships. So, like, Iowa is, like, the mecca in the United States for wrestling. But a bunch of big corn-fed Corn-fed white boys, baby. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. But it's the same as, like, any any other sport. It's just popularity. And the crazy part, like, and a lot of people don't know this right now, but the United States for both men and women right now is fucking loaded. Like, we are going over to Tokyo this summer, whatever. Yeah. I was about to say, Carrie does a fucking punch motion. It's like, yes. Like, we are about to wreck shit. Like, I would not be shocked if we had, like, four or five Olympic gold medalists just in wrestling. Now, when it comes to the Olympics, is it, like, what, Russia and... A, who else? A lot of the mid mid east. Yeah, a I was gonna lot say of the Kazakhstan. A hundred percent the Kazakhstan, um, Israel. You have a lot of um, what was uh, Israel, Iran, Iraq. Um, not a lot of like Afghanistan, but you have. I mean, you have a lot of those Middle East countries. Georgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have these countries, and like it's so bizarre because their way of wrestling is so different. Like we we're much more. Um, from from space, so not like not touching, getting to a leg, where they're like bear hug you and then like trip you. So it's 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 such so a it's different more way. Shooting for the USA. It's more shooting for the USA, which like uh you know those Middle East countries they might, but they're they're wanting to like hold on to your arm to get and to like a leg, trip. And... Yeah, trip, get to a leg, whatever it may be, and it's so bizarre. But it's like it, it's just a different way of wrestling, and yeah. it, and a lot of our guys during 
non-Olympic years will go to like camps over in Russia in the Middle East and go over to Italy or go to these other countries and try to learn that style yeah, just like to put in the tape. repertoire. Yeah, yeah, or, or yeah, watching tape or also trying to gain that knowledge to see, oh, maybe that's a better way for me to wrestle or stylistically change to do this kind yeah, of stuff. And learning how to defend and everything like that. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's cool. It, it's it's crazy, man. I'm excited for Tokyo and stuff and to see that. Golf is, is golf in the Olympics this year? Uh, golf was in the Olympics down in uh, Brazil. Okay. That so was the first time. Brazil was 2016? Yes. Fuck, dude. It um, feels like years ago. Yeah, which oh, it was got, years ago, Jesus Christ. But it feels like yeah. 10 years ago almost. We got rocked. I think we got... Did a, we really? Yeah, we got a uh, third place, I think. It was, I want to say it was Matt Kuchar, but I, I can't confirm that. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's what I... I mean, I, that's what I love about golf. Is yeah. That it's so unpredictable. It's so crazy because, like... You know, we got, we really did growing up. We got so spoiled with Tiger Woods. Oh my God. No. <laughs> we were so spoiled with him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's one of those things that, like, you know, I, I never watched Michael Jordan play. Nope. He, he played during my lifetime, but that, but I wasn't interested in basketball or anything like that. You know, not in that realm until I got older. I don't know what it was like to watch someone at, like, an all time great to dominate. It's like Tiger Woods. Whether he goes down as number one or number two or whatever, he's an all-time great. He's on the Mount Rushmore of golf. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's it's undeniable. Right. I mean, nobody can ever say that he didn't do anything but win. I mean, and that that's what brought my generation into golf. Yep. And it seems like it's a constant fight of getting young people to golf. Yeah. And he was just the all time legend yep. of doing that. I mean, he was so dominant. He was, he was winning like four or five, six times a year, if not more in some Way cases. Way more. I mean, you but can say he was winning two majors a year. There, there's not one golfer today that's doing that. Oh, no. I mean, what, like, the best record last year was like two wins. Bryson won twice. Yeah, Bryson, DJ. Um... And, that, and you know, granted, they, they won a major, good for them. I'm not, I'm not taking that away, but, like, our generation will, I don't think we'll ever see that I type of success ever again. Totally agree with you. It's fucking crazy. And, and it's like, we, I think we took that for granted because we watched that growing up. Yeah. I mean, it was like, if you went to the Vegas odds, mm-hmm. it was probably a, a 50-50 bet that Tiger's going to win. Yeah. Against the I mean, field. Against the entire in field. and week out. It doesn't matter what tournament he's in. Yeah. If he's there... He's going to be on that leaderboard on Sunday. What was what's the closest? Do, I, I don't know if you know this, but what what was the closest that anyone has ever had to winning three majors in a row? Uh, I believe that was two or three years ago with uh, Brooks Kepka. Okay, when he won the U.S. Open at uh, Bethpage Black, and then he won the Masters as well. No, uh, I think that's actually the only major he's missing. Um, the Masters? I thought he won two. Fuck, maybe think, I'm making that up. I don't think so. I don't okay. think he's ever put the green jacket on. The Okay, so then... Um, he, ben- prob- he probably won, if if I remember correctly, it was the PGA Championship and the U.S. Open. Gotcha. Um, okay. I don't think he's won the Masters. Okay. So then, like, any, I'm trying to think of anyone else that like even remotely came close to winning... Even three in a row, besides even Brooks. It's like, 
Has anyone even come close? Like, or or well, Jordan not, Spieth did, right? Uh, yes, he won. I think two majors in a row as well. But um, because we're talking about like post Tiger, right. I think pre Tiger, and why there's the debate on who was the best golfer was um, was uh, Jack Nicklaus, right? And like he was the shit. Yeah. Like when in his time, like yeah. we've had two golfers in our history that were just absolutely dominant. Yeah. Him. You don't win 18 majors and not be dominant. Yeah. And I think that's really the only thing that's keeping Tiger from the undisputed best golfer all time is because he, I think he's at 17. I think he's at 15. I think he's at 15. I could be wrong. But that being said though, it's like Tiger winning four in a row, winning all four within one year. With or within the the um, yes, I know where you're going. With right, this. like yeah. winning all four consecutively. It's like no one has even remotely come close Not to even that. Close. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Like that. I mean, again, it go like it goes back to like Tom Brady, right? Like Tom Brady having seven Super Bowls. Whether and that's the thing is like I I tell people I'm like I don't like Tom Brady. Yeah, and I know exactly where you're going with this. You say Tom Brady, I roll my eyes. Yeah, you can't deny it. Check, check. Can you hear me? Yep. Cool. So fucking technical difficulties every fucking time, I swear to God. Anywho. But no, like, yeah, you can't deny that Tom Brady is just undeniably just the fucking best. Yeah, he's just better. And that and that's the thing I tell people, right? Like, Tampa Bay was, like, a couple missing pieces away from being an elite team. Like, with Jameis Winston, they went fucking 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7, nine, or nine and seven, whatever it was, and he threw 30 interceptions. So it's like, Tampa Bay was not a bad team before. However, like, you add Tom Brady, and people want to be better. Yeah. They just want to be better. Yeah, but, but, like, they may... They, and, God, their defense was just locked down. Yeah. You can't have a quarterback like that and win a Super Bowl. Like... Yeah. If you're throwing as many touchdowns as you are interceptions, right? Then you add somebody who rarely throws an interception, right? Like you probably have a three to one touchdown to interception ratio on a bad day for right. Tom Brady. You just you, you can't beat it, dude. We and like that being said as well, like we have been spoiled with Super Bowls, right? Like the a couple years ago when the Patriots beat the Rams, the Super Bowl sucked. Oh, it was terrible. It's terrible. But it's like you start thinking of the list of Super Bowls we've I mean, seen. Even this most recent Super Bowl with the Chiefs and the Bucks, that Super Bowl sucked. Was it wasn't great. And everyone's saying, Oh my god, the Chiefs are the greatest team in NFL history. And they got yeah. rocked. Yeah. Well and, and the the funny part was is I was like listening to Mike and Andre talk about that and it's like they like legitimately brought out like a really great point is like if the 49ers, they, they were one touchdown pass, which was like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. If they had that touchdown pass, the Chiefs are pretty close to going 0-2 in two straight Super Bowls. Yeah, it's like the new Bills. <clears throat> yeah, and it's like they got lucky at the right time in that Super Bowl, but it's like they they had their scheme figured out with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And But it, I don't know. The, 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 the craziness is like when you think of the amount of Super Bowls that we've seen that have just been – Remarkable. Oh, Patriots, I mean, Seahawks. Patriots, oh my Seahawks. God. Great Super Bowl. Hated the outcome. Great Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Uh, Giants and Patriots twice. Yes. Fucking great, great games. Whether essentially again, the same teams. <laughs> yeah. Great fucking Super Bowls. Right. You had the Steelers and Cardinals. Great oh, fucking Super right Bowl. before halftime. Oh yeah. my God, dude! I one of the like just greatest efforts on both sides. There was not like 
players that gave up. Like, Larry Fitzgerald going all the way to the goal line. Like, you don't have to fucking do that. Like, if the guy's already gone, it's like, whatever. Yeah. And, like, he's still tracking the guy down. It's, like, fucking amazing. The The Saints and Colts, the score doesn't reflect a great game, but that game no. was fantastic. Well, yeah, and, it's, and it's, it's bringing the surprise into the game, too, like mm-hmm. that onside kick in that game. That, again, totally it, nuts. I mean, fucking amazing Super Bowl. You, I'm, What about Philly and New, New England? Fucking hated the outcome. Great Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So entertaining. There's one punt, no punts. One or no, there was one or none in that Super Bowl. It's like we well, so I know you love defensive games. Like you I do see, love a defensive yeah, game. Yeah, and you're. I remember sitting in the lodge all the time at the frat house when mm-hmm. it's like six to ten. And you're yeah, like, this is a great game. We all think it sucks, right? You're like you well, love defense. So so that it, it it goes back to the same thing that like with with baseball. Like if a guy has a no hitter, you're like fucking awesome. It's mm-hmm. one of the greatest things of all time. Yet no one ever says that's boring. No one ever says that. It's like, it, it's, a, it's a different way to look at it. Football just happens to be something that is like fireworks every time. You get fucking violence every fucking play. Yet no one talks about how great defensive games are. And again, yeah, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm big on defense, but when it comes to Super Bowl, it's like, okay, let's watch a fuck. I want to watch fireworks. I want to watch scoring. That's fun for the casual fan. So what was it that, um, was it Carolina and Denver? Fucking awesome. Awful. I thought the the commercials sucked that game too. I think the commercials have been lacking for a f- couple years now. Yeah, and, and like this last year, there's just a lot of political stuff. There's like you have to yeah. talk about they BLM. Fill up your cancel jar. They, I mean, yeah, you just have to fucking do these certain things. These corporations have to do have to do these certain things. I get it, fine, whatever. But it's like fuck, man. It's like it just takes. It's so draining to some extent. It's just like, and, and to some people it's refreshing and I get it. And, and I haven't grown up with that like type of atmosphere, but it's like, there's only so much political, like anything I can just take. It's like, fuck man. Like, can we, can we just talk about the game? And then the game's not great either. It's like, fuck that sucks. But I don't know, man. Like again, we, we've just been spoiled with so much. What well, it was like 2016 that the fucking Cubs and Indians go to game oh seven. Neither, God. neither team had won in 70 years. At least there will be a movie about that. Fucking awesome. And then, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers come back down three, one that same against, year. Yeah. Against the, uh, the fucking, Warriors. the pa- again, the Patriots and Falcons, not a great game, just a great ending. Because that that game up until almost the fourth quarter was, was a blowout. It was done, and, and that's another game, right? Like almost every game the Patriots have been in have been a uh, has almost been a fucking fantastic game. Almost every single Super Bowl they've been a part. Yeah, of. win or lose, win or lose, it's been a fucking great mostly game. Win. <laughs> Most mostly win, right? And like, but I'm trying to think of. Um, I mean, fuck, dude. There's just been so many good like Super Bowls. Well, then you know, like. That that year and then oh and then uh, the same year same calendar year, North Carolina Villanova fucking the game ends in the same way that every third grader fucking dreams yeah of ending pull up a buzzer being yeah, three three two fucking yeah and you swish it it's like, exactly that that's what you grow up dreaming about whether you play basketball or not you fucking everyone's done that at one point on the fucking basketball court is going like oh my god Staley three two one fucking they win the national championship it's like he fucking lived out every kid's dream it's like that one year alone we were spoiled flat out fucking spoiled. And like, and then we get like these other games. It's like fucking worst Super Bowl in history. It's like, okay, calm down. It's like you didn't even see Super Bowl one. It's like you don't even fucking know, dude. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, we've been fucking blessed, man. Yeah, it's been one hell of a life for us already in sports. Yeah, and and, and who's to say what could come? Nobody. What do you okay? What do you think about which I, I I just found out about it today? What do you think about PGA Championship? They're allowed to use rangefinders. I I think the entire PGA will eventually mold to that, mm-hmm. but for the last two pure sports in my opinion were golf and baseball when they started allowing instant replay and challenging in baseball i was a little upset because you know it's something that we grew up playing and Mm -hmm. it's whatever the umpire says go disagree agree whatever tie goes to runner whatever yeah now the fact that well that the mlb is thinking about going to electronic uh, strike zones or robotic however you want to say it sure it's upsetting, um, and for me, rangefinders in golf is—I I don't think it should happen mm-hmm. because I mean I don't know if a whole lot of people know this, but rangefinders can actually not only tell you how far away you are from the pin, but depending how far you should hit it. Yes, yeah. yes. Like if the green's elevated or if it's down beneath you, yeah. it's going to tell you, yeah, you're 150 yards away from the pin, but you need to play it like 162 or 130. Yeah. I think that's unfair. Uh, if everyone can do it, I'm assuming everyone can do it. That's uh, you're on the same playing field, but it should You're talking you're talking about the slope in that fashion. Yeah, the slope. And, and which is it's funny, right? Because rangefinder is probably the easiest one to cheat with that. Oh yeah. And that's how I think it. It's it's almost cheating. I mean, cause because for, just sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. The just just for anyone listening, what Carrie's talking about in any tournament amateur or pro which is the first time a pro tournament has ever had a rangefinder. But in amateur tournaments, you're not allowed to use a slope either. But again, like it, it's it's like a binocular, if anyone listening doesn't know, right? You, you look through it, you look through the lens on one eye, and it's like a binocular. No one else knows if you're using a slope. There, there's no telltale sign. It doesn't blink like red or something if you're using the yeah, slope. Yeah, it's all in the lens. It's all in the lens. So no one knows if you're using that or not. So I didn't even think about that, but... To your point, it's like, yeah, like that's, you can use all of that. Yeah. Um, if, and I mean, they always say golf is a game of honor. If, if they say you can't use slope, I'm moderately okay with that because there's still the slope. Like you don't yeah. know what the wind's doing. You don't know what the right. elevation's doing. If they say you can use slope, this better be the lowest scoring PGA championship ever. The way, the way I look at it, so when I was in HRTM, uh, our capstone, I can't remember what um, app it was, but it, it was some golfing app, and essentially it was like, um, it, it, it would tell you, not the, the, the slope, but it would tell you like where the green is moving even. So it's like you should hit it on like this spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember some girls in the class, and not, not to, or just other people, I should have just said that. Anywho, other people in the class were like, oh, that's cheating. It, it tells you exactly where to hit it. And I'm like, uh, I could tell you exactly where to hit the fucking ball on the golf course. And I can tell you right now, I will never put it in the spot that I wanted to. I could have a general area, but but the green is a general area. It's like, I just want to be on the fucking green. Like, <laughs> I just want to be putting. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't even, like, care to be five feet or six feet, it would be nice, but it's like, yeah, I could fucking tell you, like, oh, if you hit it here and you put backspin on it or whatever, it's like, you give yourself a good chance for par. It's like, yeah, 
everyone could tell you that, but to put it into practice as well. Granted, the pros are so automatic. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not like that exact number is... I mean, in my experience, I, I've actually had a few PGA caddies that I like at True North or at Pebble Beach that I played, and they are just spot on, like mm-hmm. almost totally don't even need the rangefinder. They yeah. just know everything about the course they're on, and they right. know exactly the game of their player, and they're just, it's a human rangefinder. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary for them to do that. But, I mean, maybe they're just trying to do the way of all sports and speed up the pace of play. And, and that's what, like, I, I read um, Colin Morikawa was like, I just don't think it's going to, which what he's saying still makes sense. Because even if you are a yard, two yards, three yards, let's say five yards off, like the, your caddy's like, oh, I think it's 160, it's actually 165, whatever the case may be. You still have to put it in, in perspective. Then you like what you're saying, you have to check for the wind, like where do I want to put it on the green? Where is this? Whatever. And it's like all of that still goes into effect. It might speed up a player's round by ten minutes. And when you look at like a six hour round, that doesn't fucking do anything. No. And so I don't know. I just wanted to like understand what you thought of that because I don't I look think at it should it, happen. It's it, that's my opinion, but yeah. whatever angle they're trying to work at it. I mean, that's why they're getting paid a million plus and I'm a selling fuck, cars. A fuck ton, right? Carrie, <laughs> I think this is a good jumping off point. It's been a, an hour and eight minutes, man. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank yeah. you for coming over, man. This was a lot of fun. Dude, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the koozie. By the way, guys, if you want a koozie, DM me, text me, whatever, five bucks. It's fucking awesome. I think they look sexy. I don't know. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Fucking... I, I love that people think, like, that's my actual name is Tyranny. Fuck. <laughs> well, it's not like either one of them spell our, either one of our names correctly. Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Fucking people just don't know, man. But anyway. Way to go, Clay. Appreciate it, man. <laughs> Cheers, brother. Cheers. Guys, it's another episode of Escaping Tyranny. Love you guys. I'm going away anyway. I could care less if you look. And if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm going to write a book. And I don't care if you read it. I'm going to make a movie. I don't if you watch it, I'm gonna wave anyway. I could get less if you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket. I'm gonna write a book, and I don't care if you read it. I'm gonna make a movie, I don't care if you watch it. I'm gonna wave anyway. I could get less if you look, and if you don't shake my hand, I'll put it back in my pocket.